0: This shit. But We said it, it happened. Uh, let me tell you about it. Check it. Look, I ain't get it, dear. You still want to cool me off. Me and Jim, we would have made a living smacking Koofies off. The it course, the roof is off. See inside it, the leather baby booty soft. Why you mad? You knew we floors drip hard, stupid sword. even Mark, we boys. Fuck you, truly yours.
1: Other than Marvel movies, what uh, what's like the best movie you've seen recently that like really jarred you or moved you or? Oh, uh, it's been a while because
0: all the theaters have been shut down. Um, there was a series that sticks in my mind. I don't know if I'm cheating on the question, but uh, you know I'm a, a complete whore for HBO programming. They made this show. Okay. I think it's from a Stephen King novel, which he was a fucked up dude. But the show is The Outsider. Oh. Oh yeah, me and Charlotte saw that. Fuck so good, so good. That that one stuck with me. I just love the, the characters and the the where just where supernatural crosses over into the real world just enough to where it's not yeah. like fully full-on hocus pocus and it's you see real world people trying to make sense of it.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. I thought the drama was very good. I thought they could have shown like the antagonist a little more. And it was a little bit cheesy when they did show the antagonist, but the build up to all that and was amazing. It was amazing. Great actors. That cop dude, that main cop dude. He was incredible. What
0: an incredible actor. Yes, it was beautiful. So, yeah, I dug that one a lot. I got I got something I think you're going to eat up. Give it to me. If uh, let's say you're sitting there. um, I'll say just in your house on the couch, you're the only one home. Your future self from X amount of years walks through the door, comes and, to talk to you. He tells you to do the most ridiculous thing ever, and then goes through a portal and leaves. Do you trust him and do what he told you to do? He's me. He's yeah. You know without a doubt. Maybe not without a doubt, because I guess that changes it. But you you can tell it, it's you. He, he he'll say like a like a signifier. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Sam, remember when we were six years old and we fucking... I don't know what you did when you Yeah, were six. yeah. So, so I know it's him. Right. I trust him 100%. Damn, that's where I'm at, too. But it's only because I think future me knows that I've seen enough sci-fi movies to where you got to get rid of that first, that initial disbelief. You know what I mean? You watch every Alien Invasion movie... Or any ghost movie or whatever. And no one believes the guy that's trying to tell everyone. Yeah. So, and they waste so much time with that bullshit. It's like, ugh, pff, yeah, why would aliens do anything? That is so true. It's such a waste of time. So I so feel true. like my future self... Like, I'm making this agreement with myself now. So future self is free to time travel and I'll... Uh, yeah, he, he can beckon no, me to yeah, do whatever. I'll, but I'll, it has totally to be something crazy. Like, he has to come and be like... Hey, uh divorce your wife, quit your job and move to Montana right now.
1: What what would you tell yourself 10 years ago?
0: 10 years ago? Uh Yeah, like, let's
1: say you go back in time right now. 2010? See,
0: yeah, start working out. Easy. Th- what? Yeah. That's it. Well, how much time do I have with him? An hour. An hour? Yeah. You know what? 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 Why can't we bet on sports when we time travel? I would do that. I feel like there's no moral issue there. Am I missing something?
1: Dude, tell yourself to buy
0: Bitcoin. Yeah, no, there's something like that. But I guess if it had to, I, I guess I misinterpreted your question and assumed it had to be one thing.
1: No, no, I mean anything. If like you have him, an hour
0: long conversation with him,
1: like, 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 let's say you, is there any place in your life that you turned left when you thought you should have turned right? that you would tell yourself in hindsight like don't do this you you end up doing this don't do that
0: i'm telling you that the working out is so huge i i think cuz i didn't i didn't lose 100 pounds until i was 23 or 4 23 and i 23. just 23 i think i, I wasted knew you
1: then right or no oh for sure no but i mean like we were hanging out or you had already uh
0: developed? i had i had i think sparingly i don't know when's the last time we saw okay. each other i guess it doesn't matter but uh you know we, we've always kept in touch but <laughs> i when uh i i had quit drinking for that and everything
1: okay hey so let me tell you this so like what is your workout routine right now
0: or how disciplined are you today today it's it's different. I'm actually pretty good right now. I'm only drinking right now because we're recording this. Nice. But no. So like, so like, you didn't do COVID weight. You didn't gain COVID weight. Oh no, I did, but now I lost it. No, I oh. was I was lazy for a good Bro, I'm so a proud good of you. while. I am so proud of you. A good I'm while. So proud of you. But then uh, it it was just time. I had hung out enough, and I had a good a good plan. So you asked about like me working out and everything. I started intermittent fasting, which I love and I recommend to everyone because breakfast is propaganda and you don't need it. I promise you. I also recommend full fasting, full fasting, two, three days. Yeah, which I have done, but I don't, I don't love it for sure. It's hard. That's not even it. I just, it's long-term, like, uh, it's, it's definitely a good fat killer for sure so i think if i plateau doing what i'm doing now i'm gonna turn to that to re-energize right but why is it bad not that it's bad it's just how i feel and how i don't i because <clears throat> like towards what'd you say like three or four days because i did a week i did six days one time damn
1: that's more than my max i did
0: five days and the body it can do it it's just not meant to to do that and you think so yeah because your body's like in survival mode at that point and the only reason you're killing that fat is because it's eating it out of desperation and everything it's good for you as a cleanse i don't like it as a a reoccurring thing like i like i said like if i plateau that that'll be the first place i turn but towards uh, the end you get like i or, I don't know I've heard people talk about this before, and it definitely happened to me I got like fluish symptoms, and you don't yeah. feel great, so if you have to work or do anything or be useful, you're fucked again in that regard uh six six days is
1: excessive, that's like pushing limits
0: well people will water fast. Fe- because I was drinking water it was technically a water fest, yeah, and people will do that. you hear fuckers like twenty thirty days, yeah yeah, yeah no I'm but like, you
1: that takes practice.
0: Uh, if if i didn't have shit to do if i was unemployed i could have done that
1: yeah no i'm very impressed with six days and no one should be doing that regularly no but like a one day or two day fast every week oh yeah is that's not, that's on not the table.
0: no no that's on the table and it, it's definitely a good uh reset button for your body for sure but it just okay. seems so unnatural to people have you tried to tell someone about this that's not willing to hear you out on it <laughs> they're so mm-hmm. they reject it very hard What do they say? Just that they can't imagine eating. They can't imagine skipping a meal. And I was like, don't you feel like that you've been conditioned to do that? Because
1: I do the intermittent fasting too, Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly Monday through Friday. I try not to eat until 12 or later. Perfect. Um, And then I try not to eat past six. Perfect. But I also like to throw in, you know, two, three day fasts, And I find myself feeling really, really holy during those times. We've done that forever. That's a that's a natural part of like a Muslim doctrine and Hindu doctrine that you'll fast for certain periods of time. Right. So that's already built into the social milieu of other cultures. But for us, we're so like instant <laughs> gratification. the opposite of American <laughs> culture. Yeah, con- <laughs> consumption. And, and, and so when you're used to those habits, you think you're starving and you think that you're hungry. But right. You're not really, you're just used to eating and it's more of a mental habit.
0: Yeah. So I would, yeah, I tell people to do it at least once. Cause like I said, it's a nice reset and it's cool. It's like, just kind of like you're saying, it's cool to see your body do it and you to come out on the other end and you're like, Oh it's shit. It's also
1: spiritual. Do you not like treat it as a spiritual thing? Are, are you spiritual in general at all? Or are, you, are you atheist or uh, like, do, do you view things as holy? Like is sex sacred? Is eating sacred? Is is there anything that is sacred is there anything that is done for the soul itself do you believe in the soul uh, fuck
0: i i'm very i'm kind of as far as i kind of want to say life seems sacred it okay it seems i wouldn't bet the farm on it because like i said uh like the breath uh, cuz
1: you know how you're giving thanks for your you're showing appreciation and gratitude for your existence. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're aware of how beautiful this
0: is, right? I'm aware of how beautiful it can be, but go on, yeah.
1: So, I mean, even in suffering, I find myself feeling thankful. I am thankful for my suffering. There have been some hard moments in my life in the past few years. And in the throes of despair, I find myself
0: being thankful. Are, are you capable of that? I'm definitely capable of it, but I I talk myself out of it because it just seems like we're like humanity as a whole is so off the mark. That... See,
1: but you're you're including your surrounding, and I'm asking about you and your relationship to life, your personal relationship to being. And that I mean, was go ahead. That doesn't require a knowledge of where humanity is going as a whole
0: you're right you're right so here's i don't know if this is also in the same vein but that was one of my big things with religion is that you would suffer and a religious person would justify it and say oh well that's god testing you and i would Mm -hmm. think about this all-knowing entity and it's like well he knows if i'm gonna pass or not already do i still have to go through this rigmarole (laughs) So right, I guess I failed without knowing, having more information. I just, I wouldn't see the point of the suffering. I get that the good times are that much sweeter because there was suffering at some point. But if, if I sit here, because I've also become very selfish as of late, like the last five, seven years or so. Okay. And so when it comes to something like where I'm inconvenienced or I'm doing something I don't want to, I, I need a good reason. Like That makes sense.
1: That happens with aging. Like just valuing your time, valuing what you put your energy to. That makes a lot of sense. We become more aware of that as we age. But like people can view eating as an unconscious act that they must do. And some people view eating as holy. Some people view sex as like whatever. And Mm -hmm. it can be done just because it's a human drive, and some people view it as a sacred act. Breathing in and of itself as the perpetuator of your existence, that breath is the first thing that you come into life with. And as soon as your breath leaves, you're no longer here. That is the one thing that is carrying your heartbeat through this whole life. That can be seen as sacred. And the breath is like the thing that anchors you to reality. Whether it's in the throes of a psychedelic trip or anxiety or depression, you can always... Tune out all of your thoughts, resort to the breath to keep you tied to the now, which is the only holy that there is. the past isn't holy, the future isn't holy, the now is holy so
0: um, well, seeing how you go ahead go, go ahead. ahead well because you had, how you respond <laughs> you go ahead and that's that's final
1: just seeing how you respond to life now, not being able to kill spiders or how you react to a movie. Uh, with ch- with like a relationship between child and parent in it that is unfortunate or disagreeable. Seeing how you react to that would lead me to believe that you give more attention or credence to the mundane of ordinary life, such as... Oh, for
0: sure, life. but that's not suffering. Well,
1: suffering is feeling, and feeling anything is better than feeling nothing.
0: I See, so, that's something so be- I haven't convinced myself of
1: why like
0: because what did you say you said the mundane does that imply well yeah that's that's referring
1: that's referring to things we do daily like eating because it's very easy it's very easy to take eating for granted but but it's also easy to tune in and remember that like life nourishes life and everything that you put in your mouth is creating your existence so it can easily also become a holy act Suffering can become a holy act because growth occurs through suffering. Nothing good comes from comfort. Everything good comes from suffering or pain. That's like a human truism. That is a natural truism, like natural life. All beautiful things are beautiful because of their suffering. Like a deer going through harsh terrain and always running from wolves is good because of what it runs from, right? Um... Strong people come from suffering. Well, but here,
0: no. Let's let let's use that deer analogy. Okay. Here's where I'm at: is why are we so sure that the deer being eaten by the wolves is a bad thing? Because it's not. But you know what I mean? Because you said that he's going through the rough terrain and the 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 bushes or whatever, and that's good because of what he's he or she is avoiding. But me, I think that humans have a very unhealthy relationship with death. And what, what facts do we have about death? Just the one fact that we know that they're no longer here consciously. That's our one fact. And everyone is, not everyone, not everyone, but a large majority, probably ego-driven, is afraid to die. They don't like thinking about it. They don't like talking about it. And they, they damn sure aren't ready for it at any point in time. Okay. So I'm in the space where if someone tells me something's bad, I want to know why. Like, well, how how did you get there? Because and I, I think I was going there about when you asked me what I label as sacred. And I kind of I'm very iffy on throwing sacredness out on things because you had made a post a very long time ago or years I ago. I remember. Yeah. What am I about that to say? Either
1: everything is sacred or nothing is
0: sacred. I think about that all the time. Were you quoting someone? I think I've asked yeah. you that before. Uh
1: yeah, that came from a lecture I heard from some Hindu philosopher. Yeah. And so I like think the, about the, that the, so much. <laughs> the holy man, you're either gonna take two paths. Either everything you do and every act is sacred, including pain and suffering, or everything is um I don't know what the post said, but it was like the opposite of sacred, like nothing is sacred.
0: I think in wow. your when you were uh, maybe not quoting it, but uh, paraphrasing, you said, you know, ridiculous or, or silly or nonsense. I think you said nonsense. You said either everything is sacred or everything is nonsense, maybe. But I, yes. I think about that constantly. So if I say, OK, well, here, here's my easy answer. Life is sacred. But then I think about how I hold my own life in regard and I don't, I don't, my own personal life is not sacred. Other people's mm-hmm. life who want, who value their own life and want to be around, for sure. To me, I guess. Um, yeah. So that, that's where I'm at. So it's, so it like good and bad. So, it's I think it's a lot more nuanced than we'd like it to be. It's not very convenient. So, okay. So... You're trying to say that
1: you're more in the camp of nothing is sacred?
0: I think so. Doesn't, isn't that easier? Look what happens when something is sacred. People internalize it. They personalize it. And once you attack that, you're attacking them. And that's, and I think we see, we, we see the outcomes of that. Go ahead.
1: We do. That's an identity problem and that's an attachment problem which is the result of a culture because like india they embrace death everybody embraced death it's like a part of life and uh, people die in the street all the time they're being burned at the ganges river so they have internalized and adopted the death process as a human and uh, it doesn't mean as much to them like in american culture we try to hide the body in a casket we try to have closed caskets. You don't want to show them. Right. You, don't, you don't talk about it. Everybody is morose. Whereas in other cultures, like the Irish culture, everybody gets fucked up. They throw a party. They drink. They have a festival for a death of a relative. So everybody treats death differently. So I think what surrounds you for your understanding of death is like a cultural understanding. Because so, I don't think like that. I don't think death is bad. I don't think death is something to be shunned or ignored or avoided but american culture does feel that way
0: i believe it's the you you mentioned indians um which if i'm not mistaken are primarily hindu which primarily yeah which believe in reincarnation okay and i think death is a much easier pill to swallow if you think you're coming right back for another go at it so i i think they kind of found a loophole that's convenient okay okay i can see that but and the irish people are is that that's still a form of mourning they're just a little more rock and roll about it but they still don't like it
1: mourning is good i just I i still think um everything is sacred i guess i'm on the opposite camp that i can pause and reflect on the food that i'm putting in my mouth and realize that like something had to die for me to eat this same sex um because it's it's horrible to treat like sexual interactions as um not holy like that route turns ugly quick
0: well that's that's why i think about your post a lot because i can make very compelling arguments for either camp i just lean towards nothing being sacred i just see i just see More problems arising from everything being sacred because you also mentioned Indians, which I believe they have cows, uh, are sacred to them, right? And you know, we I love a very delicious cheeseburger with caramelized onions and water burger 1 a.m. Oh, you know, so you know what I mean. So, how offensive is that to them, and how insensitive are we? you know not even cuz we don't even give a second thought like, on average most the average no. person like oh no fuck it i'm, I'm again, drunk enough I'll fucking eat all the cows
1: again india has existed way longer than the united states right. india has a history of using hallucinogens and ha- hashish for their holy men so they have an awareness that we don't have we're unconscious of what we're feeding ourselves here in america we're unconscious of factory farming and that whole process that we're detached from so we don't get to see any of the suffering. So they have a different relationship too. The cow is sacred supposedly because after you drink the mother's breast milk, you then switch to the cow's milk and hmm. the cow sustains you. Um however, other people have said that the cow is sacred because of the mushrooms that come from the dung hmm. and that in the in in the past we used to you know take the holy sacraments that would grow out of the cow shit so the cow was considered sacred right the 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 indians that i knew that were like my bosses that moved here from india i got close to their community i got pretty close to their culture they taught me a lot and um they said that the cow was sacred because of the milk aspect i tend to agree with the older psychedelic aspect
0: i like the psychedelic aspect cuz dairy is horrible and humans should not be consuming it <laughs> exactly <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I love Dude, we cheese. we I love fight cheese, it, but it's killing me. Oh my god, I love cheese. We all love cheese. It's it's everyone loves cheese. People get offended when you speak out against it, but it's, it's not good for us. And everyone thinks, terrible. Everyone thinks they're like the one percent. They're like, oh, I'm not lactose intolerant. I'm like, bitch, you are. You just no, I know you handle we,
1: it well. Go ahead. Do you know why cheese is bad?
0: I I thought it was uh well among other things um. There, there was a lactose intolerant intolerance it, cre- it
1: creates mucus in the body and mucus is a perfect breeding ground for bad bacteria like uh candida,
0: mm. candida oh so that's is... so it's well i'm just talking pure <laughs> digestion <laughs> and yeah because di- di- we were talking about fasting earlier that's what that helps you with you start your stomach all new and everything you put down there you know, yes. depending on your eating patterns, like like the way I ate in my early 20s before yeah. the change. Oh,
1: yeah, poison. it was bad.
0: Like my, my body must have been hanging on for dear life. It's like,
1: fuck. Like mine is right now,
0: exactly. <laughs> it's like, man, this guy drank all weekend and he's capping it off with Whataburger at 1 a.m. What does he think we are? And They were good times. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I approached dairy just from the... Uh, a digestive standpoint, but this, this mucus thing. um, I've been
1: following a couple of really uh, like high level people that practice. I find them. I don't know how I find them, but I always find them on social media. I find little individuals that are like on a high path. And once I find them, I treasure them and I like keep them. And one of them that I have found was this one guy who's like been on a path to breatharianism, which is trying to live on breath alone. And he started by by being a vegan, and he was a football player. He was a college football player. His name is uh, Taylor Budd. And he became a German pro football player as well, as a vegan. And slowly over his life, he just took less and less and less and less, and he started to realize that the breath can give you everything you need, whether that's cardiovascular control, whether that's to heal you from a sickness or an injury, to get rid of anxiety, to get rid of depression, Breathing exercises is a psychedelic in and of itself, if you can answer that. I just
0: heard that recently, yeah.
1: So he's been on this path for a long time, and he moved from veganism to just dipping herbs in water and drinking different herbs. And that's all he would do and meditate and breathe all day. And his insight that he has found from his inner wisdom by like going inside and meditating has been phenomenal for me. And one of the things he said is that like anything that blocks the breath... What's the name? Uh, taylor bud but on social media it's tao lore so t-a-o the tao Uh underscore lore l-o-r-e okay continue and he said that like dairy produces mucus in the body um we are a combination of not just our consciousness but all the organisms that live in our body as well so if you have a unbalance of bad bacteria to good bacteria that bad bacteria will start to influence your decision making because it's part of your body now and right. it has access to your second brain which is your gut your gut is the second brain. yes so it's gonna make you crave bad foods and yes. bad things to feed itself because the more mucus the body creates the more it can spread through the body and take over so it's almost like a zombie type parasite ah. this this bad bacteria type stuff and so it takes a while to clear out the body, but cheese will produce mucus in the lungs and mucus in the nose and mucus in the gut. So it gives a chance for that candida bacteria to colonize. The more it colonizes, the more mental space it's able to take over for the individual host, right? And that right. goes for any bacterias. So fasting and purging the body of the bad bacteria is a tumultuous process because it doesn't want to die it doesn't want to lose control right and and so it's trying to trick the body like you need this you need sugar you need sugar go eat go eat candy go eat something full of sugar right sugar is like the biggest drug that americans eat and that <laughs> yeah. turns in, that turns into alcohol in the body right right so it's the same shit so so i've been following his path and he's been saying that so it's good to hear you talk about like jerry being uh not that great for the body so the hindus have
0: that wrong at least (laughs) well yeah everyone i mean just because there's not actual religion centered around it uh americans are some cheese-eating motherfuckers you know i mean me included still but milk milk was so easy to kick yeah Uh, you know because tv tv i kicked tv is
1: an addiction as well Sugar is the hard one. How do you know when you're addicted to something? You find a pull inside of yourself that's pulling
0: you towards it uh, when you don't really need it. Mm, that's that's not a very that's a very not shallow, but that's not that's easy. You get pulled to a lot of things. Exactly. I I well, think that it crosses over to addiction when it starts any when it starts making negative impact maybe in varying degrees i think for me cuz i've been thinking about that a lot lately do you know um chris hardwick yeah oh you do okay he talks he's sober like 16 years now or something something crazy definitely over a decade cuz he was uh, an alcoholic or i guess he still is um but now he is, you know, one of the busiest people in Hollywood. Right. Because he has his, his podcast and his show, and, you know, everyone knows who he is. So I yeah. wonder, I think about him a lot, and I, I wonder, did he just trade one obsession for another? But however, this one, to be addicted to your work, is more socially acceptable because we can relate that to a job, career, money. Um, celebrity and it's so much easier to to to, to stick by and champion yeah than that's something a good like question. alcoholism so i i wonder so it just makes me think about addiction and what and what it actually means
1: yeah that's a good question because there are many artists who abstain who are addicted and they replace it with work which is like the most positive thing you can do I think if you're attached to any of the fruits of your work, you're still in the same trap because there's an attachment there. But if you're not attached and you're just working, then that's one of the most positive things that you could replace an addiction with, Um, a physical activity that makes you feel better, an addiction to a sport, an addiction to working. As long as he's not attached to fame, wealth, and recognition, I think that is freedom. But if there's any attachment, he's still trapped in the same loop and replacing an obsession with another obsession.
0: Right. And just the way he talks about work, it seems like there is an attachment. But anyway, not not even a lot of
1: artists are right. Like Bobby, Bobby Lee. I've been a fan of his podcast for a long time. Bobby Lee is so great. He was an addict as a teen due to a troubled childhood. And um, he quit for a long time, relapsed when he was in his 30s then quit for like 17 more years and then relapsed when his father died and he has to seek attention to replace that void right so comedy stand-up comedy they do they would do it like four or five nights a week travel the country get a praise from different crowds that is the drug that they replace their original addiction with but if they don't have that they're at risk of relapsing so it is another addiction
0: yeah. So when you, so I guess the, the definition you gave me just seems, I, I don't know if that works for me exactly. Cause TV does call to me <clears throat> and I give in on the days where I can justify it. And I'm like, eh, fuck it. I, I want to live for myself in the now. So I'm going to treat myself to the TV that's beckoning me. And I'm still going to get my shit done at, you know, at some point, like I'm you not going to balanced. That sounds balanced. I I try. That's... 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 I I preach that to anyone that's willing to listen to me too. Is that... It seems... Like... The more we look at everything, it seems like nothing is... One thing or everything. We, We already mentioned that. Like there's... It seems like there's very... There might be no absolutes. And it's just... Life is all about balance. So like... When people... Like, oh, no, no, I don't I don't drink anymore. And it's like, like, well, isn't it kind of weird that you can't without going to that crazy place that you go to? I, Right. I would, I don't know, it just seems weird that you would want to control it. Because I, I do consider myself an alcoholic. But I'm going to have these beers and then go to bed and go on with my life. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not a whole ordeal now. And I just feel like I've conquered that demon of myself that I picked up in that's my beautiful. teen years.
1: That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Because I, I still haven't, and uh, I just enjoy having a good time so much. And uh, I am so loose with my perspectives about life and what this is and what this all means. And I am so built into the Hunter S. Thompson type view of the world. Mm-hmm that we should live it up as much as possible and i'm not afraid of death if it comes from me today i i can accept so like i try to push the envelope of experience and to my detriment
0: um, well because you know what's funny and i i, I say this uh, a lot to people is that you know i mentioned earlier my low regard for my own life but i still for the most part play the long game you know what i mean like, I mm. like having the good time, but I, I still want to set myself up for the future. But I look around at everyone else who, you know, seemingly they all they value is their own life, but they're not doing the same. Like, again, we talk about the trajectory of the U.S., which you kind of contradicted uh, in earlier, but okay. I don't you consider the U.S. a big... Pace setter for the world, maybe a not the world. end all be all, but a big what? I said pace setter. I don't know if that's a fucking term.
1: Oh, pace setter, like we dictate the
0: flow to, of to a degree. Not not like I said, not the end all be all, but if if we go down, it'll be tricky for the rest of the world for a little bit at least. And I think that's just some impact worth noting, but I say that to say this: it's it just seems like no one else is playing the long game. Like, hey, are we gonna keep making plastic? Yeah, sure. It's so easy to put things in it. Like, okay, okay. you know, uh, our population so- of people is increasing um, by the billions. Like, ah, that I'll let the billions deal with it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck right now.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, like, capitalism and. The growth of the economy is the lord of what we decide to do, and yeah. public policy globally mimics us, right? Like what people yeah. choose to do. Not to
0: say that they can't exist without the U.S. They definitely can, and they definitely will. But it would be a hiccup, and when the world hiccups, that's you know something big happened.
1: Well. Again, you know, like America has only existed for a short amount of time. And any time a global superpower that controls everything has gone under, a new one has come to replace it. For sure. It'll be China. Yeah. So, like, where's the contradiction or where exactly? What exactly are you asking?
0: Mm-hmm. It was more the long game thing. It just it it seems because you know, look at China. Is that really sustaining in itself? No, no, well, no it's not. not it's just it'll it'll replace the U.S. in the power vacuum, but then it has the world will
1: be worse for it.
0: It seems that way to me. I don't really understand dictatorships. Does it seem so no. bizarre to me, <laughs> or do you? Yeah, absolutely. It's I don't so understand. backwards. I'm like, wait, wait, dude. If you just Take care of them. You'll still be good. Maybe even better because they don't want to actively kill you.
1: That one is very weird because they are seeming to be the new superpower of the world. But their method of doing it is like through cheating and stealing and uh, violating human rights every step of the way. Yeah,
0: it doesn't seem sustainable. At least with America, they trick the American people long enough. <laughs> to think that they like we're on your side. We're America too. Look at our jeans, our blue jeans. Look at us. I,
1: I think the whole world is going through a state of transformation right now and I can't wait for our second conversation because I wanna I wanna get into some tech shit and like blockchain technology and the internet and what that's gonna do. We can save that for another day, but I think the whole world is moving towards a new phase, a new renaissance, hopefully. Uh, we may have to go through some dark ages prior to then. Because I I do think the American economy is going to collapse. I do think America is going to fall as the superpower. Everybody is already trying to get the dollar away from the reserve asset and switch it to either gold or something else. So America's days are numbered as the backbone of the global economy. Right. And this is due to like too many reasons to get into right now. (laughs) But we're definitely at an inflection point in history where we're losing power. Most of our population is like low IQ, uh Hollywood entertainment addicted zombies that have no real foresight and skills of thought. It's like idiocracy. It's like America is definitely right. turning into idiocracy. Right. The the fighting, the infighting, the manipulation. See, I wanna get I wanna get in on that on the next topic about technology for deep fakes and the way that fake news happens and the way that nobody knows what they're supposed to believe nowadays. Yeah. And anything anything can be faked. We're all confused. This is the state of today. Confusion results in chaos, and mass confusion is possible today at a greater rate than ever in history. So the confusion that exists within the minds, the hearts and minds of man is greater than it's ever been, and it's going to keep going that way. Because we can fake everything. Nobody trusts anything. But there is the well, blockchain, which is like... I think...
0: From... I don't I don't know if that is quite true, but I think it adds more chaos because there is a contingency of people that don't know what to believe, which is healthy, but then there's the people that just no, believe... that their... that's
1: not healthy. That's not healthy. Having no direction because you're confused
0: at which way to go? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. What, what are we talking about just right now? Just, just balance. There's a difference between not believing anything and waiting and fact checking and finding out because the second contingency of people are the what I was about to bring up are the people that just believe whatever confirms what they already think like their own ideologies already because you see we see that too if the world would be a way better place if people saw something and like, oh, shoot, this is tricky. I don't know what to believe. But how often do you see people take that route? It's not it's not very common. Even though they should, because everything is very easy to manipulate.
1: I don't know. If you look at like the the pandemic, there's a lot of people that don't know who to trust, where to get their answers from, and so they're lost and scared. They don't know who's telling them the truth. They don't know who's lying. They see something different every other week that's conflicting with their previous information. So they're spinning in circles, and there's no direction and no guidance. There's those
0: people, but then there's also the people that are just fucking masks. That's my only thing. Why don't you wear a fucking mask? If you're sitting in your bedroom with your doors locked and your windows closed and you're by yourself, hey, guess what? Put a fucking mask on. There's also those people.
1: Huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like uh, one-sided. I'm just saying, like, the wave of history is dictated by the masses. And the masses are mostly confused. So confusion is not good. Clarity is good. Clarity is good. Agreement is good. Consensus is good. When there's not consensus, we fight. That's not good. Yeah. So... Right now in America there's mass confusion. We don't trust media. Nobody trusts CNN, nobody trusts Fox. One of them is always lying to for political reasons. So you can't trust the facts that are displayed there. So it just creates chaos.
0: For sure. Yeah, no I wasn't I wasn't disagreeing. I was just saying that you're skipping over an aspect that is creating yet more chaos is the people that get one-sided with this potentially falsified information right so that
1: idea of information being lost through time is something that is part of a larger idea where we've been trying to retain information through time as humans from the very beginning whether it's through oral traditions trying to record something that happened to be telling a story right the all the way to writing it down into books but books burn, fade, or degrade, or get destroyed by conquerors. So that information becomes lost. So that information is lost in time, right? To writing on stone tablets, which is the most reliable thing. It lasts the longest. The pyramids are still here. So the Egyptians had it right when they wrote inside of them. That preserves their information through time. But even that decays and degrades, which is the natural pace of life, is to destroy the past, Uh Which is like very tied to Taoism, uh, that whole live in the now thing, because like even your memories degrade. So even your memories of yourself perish in the sands of time. But we're always trying to retain something we've learned for the future. And the closest thing we've come to that is like computers and now with the blockchain you have a record that exists simultaneously all over the world at the same time and in order to destroy the record you have to destroy all the participants who have the record so that to me there's this very interesting thing happening with fake news that is now a common term in our in our language of today But the counter to that is something that cannot be deleted, which is something that lives on the blockchain. So, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But I just see all that happening and confusion doesn't help. Uh, People not knowing what to trust or believe doesn't help. Because we've had sources of truth throughout our history, which were like religious scholars originally. Then we trust governments. Then we trust schools and institutions. But even then we don't trust now. And we don't trust the news. We we don't trust anything.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at.
1: That's where I'm at.
0: That's where I'm at. I'm doing my
1: part. (laughs) Matzicles.
0: Oh, man. Talk radio.
1: Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay, okay.